Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Kim Brooks, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Clint Novak, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast on Podbean. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great. How's it going, Dave? It's going good, going good. Happy Friday. Again? Man, I swear I'm losing these days. I know, I know school's going to be starting and it'll put me back on track, but man, this time's just flying. Yeah, uh, I think uh, this this year, yeah, you're right. This year has really been flying. I think it's just because we've all been so busy. Yeah. It's been one heck of a summer and uh, looking forward to the fall season. I know we've been saying the last couple of episodes, but I'm very excited about the fall season. I do love the holidays. I look forward to Halloween, but I also look forward to Thanksgiving. Aww. We have not talked much about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That is the one day where my diet goes out the window and I pig out all... That's when you get the fat pants on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. My my family, we uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, my mom makes some of probably the best Thanksgiving dinner ever. And I did something very special for our family this past year. And I've, I mentioned about it to a, to a good coaster enthusiast friend of mine. We were discussing about... One thing is my grandparents are no longer with me and um, I will say that the one thing that why my mom's Thanksgiving dinner is so special is that a lot of the recipes have come from my grandmother she makes I look forward to my mom's stuffing every year and so I decided to do something because being a youtuber as well I wanted to, because my parents are getting up in age, and I hope they stay with me for another long, for a long, long period of time. It's just that I know that I wanted to do something special for my nieces and nephews when they get older, because there's going to come a time where my parents are no longer going to be with me. So we, so I decided that this last holiday season, I had videotaped my mom making her Thanksgiving dishes. And I basically made a video cookbook and I put it on YouTube. Unfortunately, folks, you won't be able to see it because this YouTube video is a family YouTube channel that is private for the family. And that way, my nieces and nephews, if whenever they want to make something from their grandma, they'll be able to pull up those videos and see her and she can talk to them and explain to them how to make those Thanksgiving dishes. I mean, what you did for your nieces and nephews is really huge because like I know now that we have better technology and everything, it's kind of nice to be able to have those recordings and being able to hear those voices again. It's something amazing how the younger generation is lucky to have like there are people that do all kinds of family albums, family videos. It's all on YouTube. Once you put that stuff on YouTube, if that account stays active, they're on YouTube forever. So down the road like family histories and stuff, you YouTube actually becomes a pretty good tool to be able, like, if you want to look back on your family, you can go back to some of the older videos for many years. Where when we were kids, we didn't have internet. Our generation was very unique because we were both born in 19... I was born in 81. So was I. And we both... So our generation, as kids, when we were little kids, we had no internet. Video games did not have internet connection we were the, the last generation that literally played on the neighborhood street but it was not until we got into high school when the internet was coming start, up and start, out yeah and when the internet started it was just email i remember america online where it made all the fuzzy <laughs> noise and it's like welcome you've got mail the, welcome the you've upload got mail. yeah it's like but over time when yahoo google youtube even social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's amazing that you can digitize family photos, 
videos, all kinds of cool stuff, put it on the web, and it'll always be there for your families to find. And I, mean, I think that's amazing. I, for me, I kind of wish we had that technology yeah. when my grandfather was around. Yeah. Because he was one of those, he was very big about telling me about the history of our family. And being a little kid, when he would do that, you're not thinking like, oh, you know, great grandma did this or great grandpa did that. You're kind of like, okay, I just want to go play. Like hearing the stories just really didn't sit with you. Now that, you know, my both both sides of my family, my grandparents have passed. And I kind of miss having those stories and yeah. just having like these recollections and like talking to my mom going, I think grandpa said this, but I'm not sure because I was so young. Yeah. Exactly. And it really, it really does. Especially my grandfather. Uh, both my grandfathers served in the military. My dad's dad fought in the Korean War. My mom's dad fought in World War II. He, I remember as a kid, he used to tell me a lot about his war stories and family history too. He was talking about like what was it like in the 1950s and the 1960s. Uh, my family grew up here in the San Fernando Valley here in Southern California and I'm somebody who loves history. Uh, I love looking at old photos of our community and there's a lot of businesses that were around back in the day that I miss truly. I'm actually somebody that miss like I can't get over like Toys R Us is gone. Right. Uh, that was a a huge, huge point in our lives. Yeah, and just like there were, there were grocery stores that I used to go with my mom all the time. I remember Hughes Family Market. I remember Alpha Beta. These were stores that I just really enjoyed going. I remember as a kid, I remember just seeing the old Golden Mall here in Burbank, which is still there, but it's not what it used to be anymore. So I'm always somebody who's like looking at historical photos, and especially in my own neighborhood. Like I like to see what our neighborhood looked like back back in the days before we were born. But yeah, it's just really amazing that what technology has done. And like I said, I I continue like. I'm still like adding to that cookbook, like some right. of her famous recipes on everything. So, oh, and my I, family, we're big with barbecue. So that's another thing I'm going to do with my dad is on his barbecue. I, tips. I can't wait for your mom to make her little cheesecake oh, bites. Yes, the cheesecake oh, bites. Oh, that yes. in the cookie, uh, the peanut butter cookie yes, cups. Yes, the peanut butter cookie cups. It's peanut oh. butter cookie with a Reese's peanut butter cup in the center. They look like a flower in a way, which is kind of cool. But those are my favorite. I look forward to those every christmas i will tell you that but we've got a very exciting episode here today we've got uh kim brooks okay on the show today and uh kim is a very good friend of mine i met her at cedar point many years ago uh, she's been a huge supporter of coaster challenge yeah and she's been a great great friend we talk all the time, and Iva's got her on the show today, and uh, I'm really excited to, uh, Iva and I got a good chance to sit down with her and really talk about her coaster stories, and she's got some pretty good stories, so, but I'm lo really looking forward to uh, chatting with, with Iva and Kim today, but first, we're going to do our lovely segment called the YouTube Highlight Clip, clip of, of the, the week. week. YouTube Clip of the Week. All right, so in this week's YouTube highlight clip of the week, like I said, when we do these segments, we like them to be funny, entertaining, but we also like them to be heartfelt, and we want something that very special segments. And uh, we found a really, really awesome YouTube uh, video I think that Jenna would love to share. I, you know what? I mean, I know when we were kind of trying to figure out what to do and I was like, is there anything that has to do with like proposals? You know, because people are always trying to like outdo each other on marriage proposals. I mean, that's with everything, you know, baby announcements with gender reveals. And I think this one with this guy, I think it was kind of awesome. And, uh, you know, watching the video, it really does kind of surprise his fiance. Yeah. I will say, and this his video, his proposal made it all the way to Inside Edition. This clip is from the Inside Edition's uh, YouTube channel. Um, so this uh, boyfriend, it's called "How This Boyfriend Pulled Off a Surprise Roller Coaster Proposal." He proposed to his girlfriend while going up a lift hill on the one coaster I got to experience again this year for a night ride, and that would be the Voyage over at Holiday World. As they were going up the lift hill, and his friends were in the front car and 
filming the back with them there, he literally did a really awesome proposal, surprised her with a ring, and then they go, and then right as she accepted, right as she accepted the proposal, <laughs> she did say yes, folks. She said yes. Right as they accepted, she accepted the proposal, and the ring was put on her finger. Is when they went completely down the drop on Voyage. M- mind you, they do say that it wasn't the real ring because my first thing was, oh my gosh, she's got to get this ring on her finger before they drop. And as I'm like sitting there thinking that, all of a sudden the the car just drops down, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope he didn't lose the ring. Yeah. So he did like a fake ring or some yeah, kind of like toy like, ring and then when he they got off the ride he, he did he got down on one knee he actually right did in it. front of the voyage and proposed to her and i have seen couples get married or get proposed at theme parks i myself when when i when i proposed to my wife i did it at disneyland yeah you took my idea uh-huh. <laughs> uh, me and a mom about a million yeah, other I know. people but no i actually had the honor of proposing to my wife right in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle, right at the entryway. And I pulled it off really well because it was right around 7 p.m. They had taped off the whole front of the castle, and I had told the cast members what I was planning on doing, and they actually let me and her go into that area. I wasn't expecting 200 people to be in front of the castle because they're getting ready to all sit down for get ready for the fireworks show. But I think that was the best part, though, because yeah. it was just like you're not expecting these things when you plan it out in your head. You're sitting there going, "Okay, am I proposed to this person in the certain way?" But you're not planning on, you know, in your case 200 some odd people surrounding you watching you and do this reminding you i've had six six of our friends all in some were in the crowds some were on the sides some were videotaping the moment some were taking photos and i i got to watch the video and because remember when you when when you're, you're proposing, on cloud nine. yes, you're on cloud nine. You have not a clue what's going on around you. You're just focused on the moment. And I watched the video, and I just could not get over the uproar of applause that I heard throughout Main Street. Right. It was a real Disney magic moment and that's the one thing i will tell you guys about disney the disney cast members when you're trying to do something special like that disney makes it happen and they even go above and beyond i mean they with not even argument be able to let me go in that area where there was nobody around and there was that big star on the platform right the castle that says when you wish upon a star may your dreams come true i was in the center of that star when I proposed right. her and I got on one knee. It was the most magical moment in my life. And I'll never forget that moment. It's it's one thing I will tell you. That's why I think so many people love Disney. Because they let they make the magic happen. And that was a real magical moment. I remembered when I got on one knee. I saw a bunch of the ladies in front of the audience. Their mouths dropped to the floor. And one of my friends said. One, I heard one of the girls say. My boyfriend better do something special like that for me. When we <laughs> get married. You know, so, but yes, but what this guy did at the at Holiday World, this was very special, and I definitely like highlighting these type of clips because these are some of the greatest moments in people's lives, and this is what brings joy, brings happiness. It takes away all the fears. It, you know, of course, you're going to get nervous when you're going to propose. I mean, it's a nerve wracking thing, but it's just that's just a moment in your life that it's it's something that you're always going to remember forever. I think he, I think the way he did it too it really does have a lot of symbolism of you know life is very much like a roller coaster we have our ups we have our downs we have those twists and turns and loops and all these different things that kind of go into our daily lives and sometimes we get stuck that we you know we kind of forget about that stuff and you know being on a roller coaster and being proposed to is kind of like that okay here's the client here's that climax point say it's like a great metaphor yeah well you know metaphor and and symbolic of of everything and this was just like i said i know that and it's funny about proposals because this this year when i was at hollywood nights the last night of the event i was asked to take part of a special proposal. a couple did get proposed in front of the voyage a different couple and they had all the coaster enthusiasts form a tunnel so we stood side by side and we had our arms up in an arch making this tunnel and when the girl 
girlfriend got off the ride, the boyfriend was at the end of the tunnel and apparently they asked her to go through this tunnel. By the time she got to the end of the tunnel, he was already on his knee, the ring. Aww. And I thought that was special because he got all like 200 coaster enthusiasts involved in this and they just randomly asked us if we could just stand and be part of this human tunnel. And it was just really amazing. I just love some of the ideas what people do to when they go to do a proposal. And there's a lot of incredible ones out there. I hope that everybody out there who gets an opportunity to do something special like that, I I hope the best for everyone to have that. A side note, Michael better not even try pulling one of those on me. Yeah, but this this was a really good uh, good clip. If you guys want to check it out, it's from the Inside Edition channel. It's called How This Boyfriend Pulled Off a Surprise Roller Coaster Proposal. It was really an awesome what what he did. And uh, this is a really good YouTube highlight clip, clip of, of the, the week. week. YouTube clip of the week. All right, so Iva is standing by. She's got our special guest today. We've got Kim Brooks on today. Uh, Iva and I... Got a great opportunity, Jenna, to sit down and talk to her. Really looking forward for you guys to listening to it. So take it away, Iva. Thank you, David and Jenna. Hi, this is Iva from Coaster Challenge Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Kim Brooks. Thank you, Kim, for being a part of our show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we get started with the questions? Well, um, <laughs> I've been a coaster enthusiast since I was four years old. Uh, my dad got me started kind of like your story, Iva. My dad got me started in roller coasters, took me on my first one when I, again, was four years old. We rode roller coasters up through the beginning of Millennium Force. And then (laughs) after that, unfortunately, he couldn't ride with me anymore. And so I've kind of parlayed over the last couple of years, my passion for roller coasters and my passion for photography and put it all together into an Instagram account. So that's been what I've been doing lately. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely recommend anyone who does not know that uh, Kim's Instagram account to follow her and we'll talk about more about that later on. So you ready to get started, Kim, with your questions? You bet. (laughs) All right. So what was your first coaster? It was the Little Dipper at uh, Memphis Kitty Park in Brooklyn. You probably know that one. (laughs) Yeah, my dad took me on that one. I was absolutely scared to death, you know, because that is a very big hill and it goes very fast. When you're four, everything is fast and everything is big. (laughs) So that was that was a lot of fun. But after that, I had done Space Mountain with my dad and our first big coaster, outdoor coaster was Blue Streak. So (laughs) I don't remember being that rough, but it was good. (laughs) Well, when you're four years old, nothing's ever rough, you know. No, it was just very scary. (laughs) I'm not much taller now than I was then. So, (laughs) so what's your current coaster count at? Oh, gosh, I am up to now 112. I know that's not a lot compared to probably you and David. You're laughing at me now. I know. But um, (laughs) I see you laughing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, 112 is where I'm at right now. A lot of things from last year got waylaid because of COVID. So it might have been a bit higher. (laughs) We're going to make up for lost time this year. Definitely, especially with all the parks opening this year, too. Absolutely. And more on time. (laughs) Yes, that's even better. (laughs) So out of your 112 coasters, what is the one that scared you the most? Oh my gosh. Um, There's really two. One was Top Thrill Dragster, but that was only riding it in the front row. Before that, you know, you can't see anything. You just get launched. It's a little scary, but when you're in the front row and you have a track coming at you at 120 miles an hour, it's just a little frightening. Other than that, I guess it would have to be strangely enough. And I know it's only a few years old was Steel Vengeance. And I know just as wonderful a ride as that is, it was just scary thinking about something that was completely new. Um, I'd never been in an RMC before. I had no idea what to expect. I I watched Cedar Point's POV a million times, but obviously as good as they are, it did did not do it justice at all because I mean, the ride itself is just so phenomenal, but it was still pretty scary though. Just thinking about like, I know nothing about this. I, I've never been on an RMC. What do I, you know, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> Why am I doing inversions without a vest restraint? Uh, just all that fun stuff. <laughs> well, you survived. You're here today. Yes. Yes. I got to ride it actually for the first time on my birthday. It was at the, at the pass holder hoedown. So that was kind of fun. You know, you had three days to pick. I figured why not my birthday? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I was there one of those days. Were you? Was was it? It was a, I think it was Thursday. I was there. 
that Thursday. Was it? Yeah, that it was definitely a neat experience yeah. that they did for the pass holders. I wish they would do something like that again. That would be nice. I was kind of hoping because they had things planned last year that were supposed to happen. As a matter of fact, there was another weekend pass holder event that was supposed to happen and it was going to be my birthday again, but that got canceled. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, we can thank COVID for a lot of things that didn't happen last year. But moving on, this is definitely going to be a better year. Absolutely. It already is. <laughs> so you were a little scared of Steel Vengeance. Tell me, how were you feeling as you were approaching the station or in the queue line for Steel Vengeance? Well, I love the theming. That's pretty awesome. I love the Western theming. Love all the character profiles. I absolutely love the lanterns, especially on the lift hill. That That's just awesome. And at night, of course, it, it just, the, the closer I got, I, you know, was getting a little scared. We'd had a big lay um, layover though in the queue line, because of course it was going up, it was going down, you know, how it was in the beginning. Um, <laughs> just, well, no, it still is sometimes, but it, we waited a while and I was, I, at this point it was like, I just want to ride this because I'm really hungry. And, but then as we started climbing up the stairs to the station, I was getting more nervous, more nervous, got in it. And the first thing I thought is there's nothing to hold on to. Um, <laughs> there are no handles here. What do I hold on to? <laughs> you know, Normally I should just be throwing my hands in the air, which I usually do. But on this, I wasn't quite sure I wanted to do that. So basically I think I kind of dug into the, the little, you know, um, the little oh, the straps, gosh, the straps. Yeah. I'm just kind of digging into the street. You know, I'm like, I didn't know what to do. So yeah, it was kind of crazy. I, I, I had my eyes open the whole time, but um, yeah, it was, it was a little, it was a little scary. <laughs> now, have you rode any other RMCs since still vengeance? Yes. I have been on storm chaser a number of times and also on twisted timbers. Oh, so those I, good coasters. They definitely are. They definitely are. And I, and it's funny because I rode Twisted Timbers before Storm Chaser. So when I rode Storm Chaser, I had even more appreciation for it because I could see what, it, what it, I think they were trying to do with Storm Chaser. And then they perfected everything even more in Twisted Timbers. So, I mean, both great rides, but I could see a definite difference and improvement between the one and the other. Yeah. Storm Chaser was my first RMC. And I remember like, oh my gosh, if this is what, you know, <laughs> something that's built from the ground up and as a smaller coaster imagine what steel vengeance is going to be like because that's why i rode storm chaser was in preparation for steel vengeance and <laughs> there's just no and comparison there's no comparison between the two no absolutely not but it still amazes me how they can have the restraints that they do and you're doing those inversions and it's like oh i'm not flying out oh that's kind of cool <laughs> i like this <laughs> So how did you feel when you got off of Steel Vengeance after your first ride? I think the first words going through my head were, what just happened? <laughs> um, that was, <laughs> a lot of people kind of had that stunned, you know, deer in the headlights look, and we all kind of looked that way. But um, I was so glad that I did it. And it was, I, I kind of felt a little silly for being scared, but it was just so intense and so wonderful. And I just wanted to get back on and do it again. I couldn't that night, unfortunately, because we were only allowed to ride once. But <laughs> as soon as the park opened, I was I was riding it as many times as I could. It just, it definitely gave me a big appreciation for RMCs, you know, even more. So that's why I was really able to appreciate um, Storm Chaser and, and Twisted Timbers even more after that. Yeah, I know the what just happened reactions, what has <laughs> happened with me every time I always ride an RMC, especially a new one, because you just... Every element on every RMC is so different. The layout mm -hmm. is totally different. You just don't know what you're getting into. Exactly. Exactly. And I thought that's what was going to happen with Storm Chaser after after the lift hill for Twisted Timbers. You know, you go up and you think, oh, it's going to be a hill. No, not yet. And it's just like, you know, come around a little bit. Oh, look, there's my hill. But then Storm Chaser is just like, you come up and you're already twisting down. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> so what is your favorite element on any of the three RMCs that you've been on? Oh, gosh. Honestly, any the every inversion that comes up just completely surprises me and stuns me. Even as many times as I've ridden Steel Vengeance. I rode, I got the opportunity to ride Twisted Timbers like seven times. I've gotten the opportunity to ride Storm Chaser like eight times. Hopefully I get to you know, keep riding them. I'm, I'm a season pass holder now at Kentucky Kingdom. So yay, I get to go back and <laughs> experience that more times and going to the first keys to the kingdom. So I'm excited about that too. Uh, <laughs> that'll be lots of storm chaser rides. But um, but yeah, the, the inversions on there are just, they're so different than on any other 
on any other coaster, you know, and especially, like I said, having those restraints are just the best because you, you just feel so, so free, you know, like you're not trapped in the (laughs) the ride. You're, you know, you don't get that sort of sucked out feeling like you do in an Intamin, um, (laughs) like, like Millennium Force, you know, where I am going to come out of this ride. No, no, you don't. But it's, you feel secure but you don't. So I don't know. I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> yeah. You, um, David and I and, Ash, and uh, the other correspondent, Andrew, will be at the Keys to the Kingdom. We've already purchased our tickets. So I will tell you, I went last year and the best thing about it is you get to ride Storm Chaser at night. That is the oh, awesome that's... part is late night ERT on Storm Chaser. So, okay. Back to the other set of questions. How do you feel that Steel Vengeance impacted your life after riding it? Oh boy. It kind of spoiled me for a lot of other coasters. Um, <laughs> it, um, it definitely made me feel that anything new that I ride and anything new that I've ridden since I'm not, I'm not going to be as afraid. I'm, I'm, I get actually more excited now about riding a new coaster. So it's not like, oh, I'm a little nervous about this. It's like, ooh, can't wait to get on this. Can't wait to see what this does. You know, ooh, I-305, which happened after Steel Vengeance. Oh, look, I grayed out twice. That's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I just I just kind of take it like it is and and just get more excited about things. And I, I prefer intense coasters, intense flat rides. Um, so now it's I just get excitement no matter what. I mean, oh, look, it's a kitty coaster. I'm going to ride it. I don't care. You know, if I can, if I can ride and get the credit, I, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll ride anything. If I if I really, really like it, I'll ride it again and again and again. <laughs> hey, no shame on those kitty coasters. Dave and I will confess that mm-hmm. we rode the kitty coaster at Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and we were the only ones on the train and we were these just two little adults, you know, riding a kitty coaster. <laughs> Did who, you ride can the say, who, who can say who can say they can have a coaster to themselves most of the time? <laughs> it was kind of nice. No waiting in line, pre-coaster credit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is a good cool down from all the bigger ones. You just sit here and relax for a little bit. Missing a <laughs> cocktail in your hand. <laughs> You didn't have your arms up. Come on now. (laughs) That thing was rough, though. That was a rough kitty coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember the name of that coaster? Oh, no, I don't. I cannot remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Was that the new one with that Dragonflyer? No, it wasn't Dragonflyer. Wasn't it it like Steampunk Chaser, I think? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little rough. No, Dragonflyer, we loved Yeah, we had, um, I ended up, so Iva and and Brian joined me at Dollywood last year because they heard I was going by myself and Mm -hmm. I really appreciate they came down to spend time with me at the park. But what happened was I had that fast lane. I had fast lane passes. I was going to be at Dollywood for multiple days when I was going to go in April last year. And when COVID hit and everything was shut down, I ended up getting refunds on a lot of stuff. And I ended up having two extra fast lane passes that I was able to give Iva and Brian saying, here, here guys, come on. I go, Oh, nice. I go, I can't get cash back. So I'll give them to you guys to use. You know what? I would say, I don't know, Iva, you've been to Dollywood my few times, but when I went on the 4th of July last year, the park was, I actually liked the fact the park was only what, 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. We were able to get on the rides. Like it was nothing. I mean, we didn't use the fast pass that much, except Dragonflyer. We had to use the fast mm-hmm. lane because right. that's where all the kids and the parents are. <laughs> and Lightning Rod. Lightning Rod was the other one we definitely used it on too, because it had quite a weight. And that was before they did their, uh, retracking on it I, at least i got to say i got to ride the original lightning rod before they did the track switch so i was like i was glad it was running that day so but it did <laughs> it did break down in the after. evening after yes so. yeah we only got one ride on it that day unfortunately but at least you got to experience it yeah <laughs> i i love dollywood the food spray mm-hmm. if you ever stay at the dollywood resort it is a beautiful resort mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it so mm-hmm. i plan to go back to dollywood because there's a lot of other things in pigeon forge i want to experience there's a lot of mountain coasters zip lining there's a lot of mm-hmm. other uh, other coasters at separate parks yeah i really enjoyed my time down there and but i love staying at i recommend anybody who's listening if you're going to go to dollywood and you're going to 
spend some days there. Spend some time at the Dollywood Resort. It is very beautiful. It's worth putting out the money. I love the buffet down there. They got like a, almost a whole museum thing dedicated to Dolly Parton down there by the <laughs> buffet area. I mean, I love it. I, it's just it's just a very and the pool area is very beautiful. Yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna uh, piggyback on that. So any of our listeners like going to Dollywood? Usually around Christmas they do a special where you get a night at Dreamworth for ninety nine dollars. And usually the last day of the promo is the first day of Dollywood opening. So you can stay the night, the night before the opening day, and you get your free time saver passes, which is what David did. So that's how he was able to gift us the two that he did not get a chance to use. Yeah. So, so little tidbit there. Save, save a bit on your dream more stay and you get your fl- your time saver for free. I think that's the great thing about the coastal community is like stuff like what like what I did for Iva. I've had people give me free tickets here or they've offered me a stay in a hotel or they've got me discounts on a rental car. I love how the community comes together and helps each other and stuff like that. So it's it's really I mean we're we have a pretty awesome community although we have some <laughs> we have some negativity in that community but what community doesn't but you know, <laughs> I just uh since since getting involved in coasters, I've seen a lot of great. I've had a lot of great experiences and made a lot of friends like you, Kim. I mean, I mm-hmm. the last time I was at Cedar Point, we were hanging out together, and mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciate that. I really enjoyed the time we got to spend that day out there at Cedar Point. So I look forward to when I go out there to let you know when I'm going out there. Absolutely. Now I'll get to see a Kentucky Kingdom. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm going to be seeing like forty of forty or almost forty. 40, 50 of my friends down at Hollywood nights. I'm like, oh my gosh, all my friends I've met around the country are all going to be down there all at once. I'm like, wow, that's a first, you know? <laughs> That'll be great. All right, Kim. So is there any certain coaster that's like a bucket list coaster for you? Like, oh my gosh, I have to ride it one day. Because we all have one. Oh, I would say El Toro. (laughs) I have not been to Six Flags, New Jersey. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, King Daka, okay, but I hear a lot about the restraints are really rough. And, you know, I like Top Thrill Dragster a lot. So, but yeah. El Toro for sure. I really, really like that. I love Intamin, so <laughs> got to do it. Yeah, I rode El Toro about two weeks ago, and I prefer the front on El Toro compared to the back. And Kintaka is not too, and Kintaka is not too bad either. The restraints, mm-hmm. yeah, they are a little uncomfortable, but I mean, you're going so fast, and it's done <laughs> as quick as Top Thrill. But it's, but I'll tell you, the first time I rode Kintaka, it took it took my breath away. It was so it was a lot more intense than Top Thrill, and I prefer. King Dakot to Top Thrill. Sorry, Cedar Point. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I might, if, when I get to ride it, I'll probably say the same thing. <laughs> well, don't feel bad, Kim. I haven't been out to New Jersey yet, so mm-hmm. I need to get on King Dakot. But Jersey <laughs> Devil, I'm actually looking forward to checking out as well because the RMC Raptor coasters mm-hmm. like Railblazer and Wonder Woman, they're, those are intense. For small coasters, those two are. Jersey mm-hmm. Devil is a lot bigger and the, the little ones are very intense, fast and quick. So that means mm-hmm. Jersey Devil is going to be just about that same speed intensity and but a much longer track and it's like, I can't wait to experience that and I believe uh, Ma- mm-hmm. Magic Mountain is probably going to be getting that same type of coaster in replace of Green Lantern. The construction already oh, nice. begun. So mm-hmm. I'm like excited. If we get an RMC Raptor at Magic Mountain, I'll be at the park every day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be living there. <laughs> so out of all the coasters you've been on, Kim, can you tell mm-hmm. us about the craziest moments on a coaster? <laughs> well, it's funny because I was looking through some of my pictures. I've been trying to catalog a lot of my pictures. And I remember taking the picture of this one group that I got to ride with about, I don't know, earlier in the day. It was a group of monks on Steel Van and <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting. They were all dressed in very bright orange robes. I don't know if they were, you know, I, I kept calling them the Tibetan monks. I have no idea where they were really from. They were, you know, nice guys, didn't talk much, but boy, when they got on the coaster, they went crazy. So that was a lot of fun. You know, they were they were a nice group. I was riding by myself. They were somewhere in front of me, somewhere behind me. So I was kind of surrounded by monks. And then I, I just 
happened to remember it when I was looking through pictures the other day and I said, oh yeah, look at that bright orange. That was with the monks. That's it. <laughs> That's a good crazy moment to mention. <laughs> that is Who a first. Who can say they ridden with, mo- with monks? I mean, can you say that? <laughs> that is a first. But at least let's look on the bright side of that. At least if something was going to go wrong, you have a bunch of people that are praying to God to help protect that train, right? There you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I knew I was going to be in a better place if something was happening there. If I wasn't making it back to the station, I was going to be okay. <laughs> so I have to, I have to ask, what did they say as they're writing still vengeance? I'm sure there was a few, you know, choice words coming out of those monks' mouths. They were just, they, they were laughing. They were screaming a little bit, but not in fear, just like real, like happy. Like this is probably the most exciting thing that they've done in like, well, I don't know, forever, but <laughs> they enjoyed it. Some had their arms up. Some were holding on for dear life. So I, I I get that. But yeah, most of them, you know, had their arms up. They were having a good time. I mean, I don't know how often they, they get on coasters and, and what they do, but they at least rode at least twice that I knew of because once I was on the on the train with them and the other time I took the picture from off the ride. So <laughs> it was kind of interesting. <laughs> Kim, yeah, the photo pass was Cedar Point, right? So whenever you go with your annual pass, so when you go ride a ride and you get a ride photo, you get the path, the photo with your pass? I don't have fun pick. I haven't gotten it in a couple of years now. So, oh, I wish too bad you didn't have the fun picks during <laughs> with that the time because, well, yeah, because Steel Vengeance included a video clip with fun yeah. picks. So, you would have had a great video pick for your social media to put right on now. I would have loved to see that. That that would have been that would have been great. All I have is the picture off ride that I took when they went again. So <laughs> I wasn't on there, but I was witnessing it. So <laughs> that's still a priceless picture, though. Seeing that <laughs> they were having a good time. I don't know what else they rode, but wow, they they like still vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> So out of all the coasters you've rode, what is your favorite coaster? Oh, that's easy. Millennium Force. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you're clapping because <laughs> that some people don't agree with that. They're always like, have you not? You know, every time I say that in social media somewhere, oh, you must never have written Fury 325 or I-305. I'm like, well, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> and yes, I do love them. I-305 grayed out twice. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Fury wrote it easily a dozen times in three days um, at night during the actually my first ride on it was at night. So I mean, that was really kind of cool. And yes, they're wonderful. I love them. They're great. But Millennium will always hold a place in my heart. You know, first huge ride with my dad, because unfortunately he never got to ride Top Throw Dragster. He just, he can't ride the roller coasters anymore, unfortunately. So he never got to ride that. But Millennium, oh yeah. I got him to ride it actually a couple of years ago. I just said, come on, do it. Come on. Do it. <laughs> it's not rough, dad, really. It's not like uh, Mean Streak was before it became Still Vengeance. I promise. <laughs> So we did get to enjoy it a few years ago. That was the last time we got to ride it together. But yeah, that first year, it was just something else. It really was. Yeah. Millennium definitely is one of my favorite coasters. I will say though, Fury is my favorite favorite, but at Cedar Point, Mm -hmm. Millennium Force is my favorite. But I like it better than Still Vengeance because it just... Still Vengeance can kind of get too intense for me at times. Not saying I don't like it, but... I would say Steel Vengeance is my number one coaster, but Millennium Force was my first Giga coaster. So even though mm-hmm. Fury 3, Fury 325 is my number one favorite Giga coaster, Millennium Force will always have a special place in my heart being the first. That was the tallest coaster I had written at the time when I went to Cedar Point for the first time. So whenever I go to Cedar Point, yeah, I look forward to writing Millennium Force. And I love writing it at sunset where the sun is setting over Lake Erie because I've caught mm-hmm. that I caught that view a couple of times but the night rides I love how Millennium Force is lit up at night with all the rainbow colors and everything I thought that's a really beautiful sight to see Steel Vengeance even though it's my number one but I, I agree with Iva um, right toward the end all those little airtime hills going through my thighs mm-hmm. will get sore just from the <laughs> restraints I, instead of like woo I'm like, ow, 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 every time. <laughs> that's me with Magnum. Yeah, that's how I get with Magnum on those hills. It's like, oh, ow, pain, pain. <laughs> yeah, usually I love RMCs, but my thighs usually have a bruise after I'm riding them, especially around those bunny hills that David was talking about too. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Twisted Timbers was like that too. Twisted yeah. Timbers. I will say Twisted Timbers. Now I know like that's a King's Dominion. Now I know where they got their inversion at the beginning as you're going down the hill when you twist upside down. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's, I'm sorry. That's not Twisted Timbers. Yeah, that's, Twisted does that. Twisted Timbers? Yeah. Because they, uh-huh. they have Storm Chasers element over at Kentucky Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Kentucky right. Kingdom for the first time, I said, so that's what RMC got for Twisted Timbers. I go, Storm uh-huh. Chaser had it first. <laughs> I don't know any other RMC that, would, that has that element. I, I think it's just Storm Chaser and Twisted Timbers. It has that beginning up the hill that you twist upside down before you go down. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the ones I've rode. I don't, does Twisted Cyclone at Six Flags River, Georgia have that too or no? I can't remember. Not at the beginning. It's a classic drop like Twisted Colossus and Steel Vengeance. You do do like a barrel roll and everything like that on Twisted Cyclone. But yeah, it's just... That's the one unique thing about Storm Chaser and Twisted Timbers. They have that same inversion element at the top, which I thought was pretty cool. I I thought that was fun. I was like, I've never, you start off the ride by twisting upside down. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I have found that Mm -hmm. with riding any RMC, I have to ride on the left side because if I ride on the right, the seatbelt tends to dig into my thigh too. And with Mm -hmm. the way the restraints are, I have to sit on the left side or else I have that uncomfortable seatbelt hitting against my thigh with the restraint. I don't know why it's the right side. <laughs> don't know. Call so Alan Shilkey. Tell him to fix yeah. that for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think they add some more padding around the the thigh, the restraint area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, um, Alan, can you get on that? <laughs> so, Kim, how many parks have you visited in your coaster career? Oh, my gosh. Now, you didn't ask me that one ahead of time for me to have it all counted up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, clearly, I go to Cedar Point and Kings Island quite a bit. Disney and Knott's in California are the only two. I've never been to Magic Mountain. For the Cedar Fair Parks, I mean, there's obviously quite a few I haven't been to. I have made it up to Canada's Wonderland. And obviously, I've been down to Carowinds and Kings Dominion. Didn't get, the, haven't gotten the Bush Gardens, either one of them quite yet. So, and Six Flags, I still have quite a few of those to go to. Um, Obviously, New Jersey's on the bucket list for El Toro, but um, I've been to Six Flags over Georgia. I still want to get to the Pennsylvania parks as well. All the ones like, um, I haven't been to Hershey. I know you guys are all going to be laughing at me. I haven't been to Hershey. I haven't been to Knoebels. haven't been to Dorney, but um, spent a lot of time growing up at Kennywood since my dad was born in PA. We'd go to Kennywood like all the time. So, and I got the opportunity actually with a coaster club event the year that Steel Curtain opened to be able to go and ride the heck out of that. That was awesome. Don't feel bad. I have not been up in the Pennsylvania, the Northeast. I want to get up to Six Flags New England, Six Flags Mm -hmm. Green Adventure, Knoebels, Kennywood, Hershey Park. I need to get up there. And I know CoasterCon is up there this year for Ace. And Mm -hmm. I usually like to go to CoasterCon. I have a lot of fun. They're even touring one of the coaster manufacturer facilities up in that area. Philadelphia Tobacco Company, they're touring this year. Nice. Just budget from COVID and everything, it's just making it hard. I would go. I was going to go last year, but Mm -hmm. everything, like I said, everything got (laughs) canceled. But this year, I think, yeah, CoasterCon is probably not going to happen for me this year, but maybe next year. We'll see what area of the country they're going to... But I need to get up to the Northeast. So Iva, I guess we're going to have to plan a a road trip with everybody and just (laughs) one big coaster group going up to the Northeast. Hey guys, I'll bring the snacks. We'll go. I'll bring the snacks. And while we're up there, we'll go party down in Manhattan. So (laughs) I would love to go to Coney Island and ride the Coney Island Cyclone. That's the one coaster I would love to ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen that down in uh, Atlantic City area, Boardwalk. Um, No, this is um, this is Coney Island, like New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking New Jersey. Boardwalk, Atlantic City area. I know there's <laughs> got to be a couple of coasters along the boardwalk. Yeah, I'm not sure. I want to do New England, definitely. I want to do Six Flags New England. Yeah, there's one coaster up there I want to ride that used to be at Magic Mountain, and that would be Goliath. And that's that giant You know boomerang. they're taking that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> How soon? <laughs> True. Like this year? <laughs> well, I if I can't that- get on, if I can't get on that one, then I'm definitely going to go down the Silverwood and go right after shock. That would be on my bucket list to do. Yeah, I'd like to go out to Silverwood and they have a new uh RMC 
coaster this year they have stunt pilot that they're building that's going to be opening soon actually but yeah. that's out west we're going to you want pennsylvania that's out west david <laughs> i know but i'm saying is i have not experienced that giant boomerang because the goliath over at six flags new england that used to be deja vu over at magic mountain and they had taken that out and when they took that out they never replaced it with anything at the park and so when i found out it was at six flags new england i've been wanting to get on that coaster because it was a a coaster that came from my home park so i wanted to be able to like ride it that where all my friends got to ride that one coaster when we were young yeah i mean hopefully they uh, don't close it before you go up there but i heard that's the in the uh shopping list Yeah, the chopping block for one of the Six Flags rides that are going to be going out of all the parks. So, So, I mean, something bigger and better is being planned. And and also funny, maybe it's a good thing because I haven't heard much new big stuff going out to Six Flags New England. You don't hear much about that park when Six Flags announces new coasters or new big attractions. You mostly hear them at the most common parks, Six Flags Great Adventure, Six Flags Great America, Fiesta Texas, Magic Mountain. Even uh, Georgia gets a little more attention. I think than uh, New England. But if they do take out Goliath, then hopefully something even better, bigger will go in its place. Probably another RMC Raptor because you know how Six Flags, right? They like to buy things in bulk. So I guess the goal thing is they want an RMC Raptor at every park soon, right? Let's see. Hopefully. Hey, I'm only five hours away from Six Flags Darien Lake, so that'd be cool for them. Yeah. I say, Kim, we need to do that park. That's a nice park. That's right. I got to get my season pass for Six Flags. We'll start doing the tour. (laughs) All right. Platinum Pass, $8.99 a month. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Not at all. No. No. And then they upgraded us because of them being closed for COVID. I got upgraded to Diamond for free. So that was nice, too. Oh, wow. Even better. Well, well, I I was already a diamond member but they made me a vip diamond member which you can't (laughs) buy that online but i haven't been able to get to six flags park i haven't gotten back to magic mountain since they reopened because reservations have been booked but i need to go down there so i get the new card that's it's supposed to be a red card that's supposed to say diamond vip apparently my understanding the diamond vip whatever benefits the diamond membership gave you it was like three times the amount that benefits or something like that. So we'll see. I need to get down there. I know you get 50% off on food and merchandise, David, which I plan on using when we go to Six Flags Over Texas. Just saying. Oh, that's, (laughs) oh, thanks for reminding me. Yes, I need to get the Magic Mountain. I need to get that card so that way I can get that 50% off as well. I just hope (laughs) Over Texas is not going to be jam crowded because it's Halloween. Uh, the day before Halloween, but we're going to experience yeah. Fright Fest down there, which will be fun. So yeah, I've never done Fright Fest before. So that'll be different. I still can't get us on though, unfortunately, which is weird. I can get us parking. We can get into the parking lot. We just can't get in the park. <laughs> they haven't opened up reservations yet for October, huh? That's amazing. Nope. We're... August, September, October, and past that are still closed for right now. So I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. But they showed on the calendar their hours. That they're going to be open the day we go, which we know we were looking for a weekday, but they were strictly weekends in October. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's Six Flags. All right. So Millennium Force is your favorite roller coaster. Kim, what is your least favorite coaster? Flight Deck at Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> have you experienced that one? <laughs> I have not. And the only reason why I have not is I don't like those kind of coasters. I I don't I have ridden T3 and I didn't like it. So I didn't ride flight deck because of it. Oh, now see T3 I can do. That is probably the only SLC I've ridden thus far that I did not have a headache. It had the death grip on my thighs and the feeling eventually came back in my legs later on. But <laughs> as far as most SLCs, it's the head banging. This was bad. You know, you sit down on either side of your head is the restraints. You can't move your head forward. You can't sit back and avoid it in any way, shape, or form. It just bounces your head back and forth like the ball in a pinball machine. (laughs) So when you're done, if you don't have aspirin, (laughs) you're not going to have a pleasant rest of your day. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's what how Mind Eraser over at Six Flags America, uh, uh, it's Vacoma SLC has that Mm -hmm. same restraint that I got to experience. And yeah. What a headbanger. But I would say Mind Eraser, my head didn't bang as bad. And I think it's because I was able to just relax and just keep 
my head back as far as I could. The one I had the worst head banging in everybody, and I am not afraid to say this every episode if I have to. The one coaster that has the same restraints <laughs> that I hate dearly is Kitty Hawk over at Carolyn's <laughs> because it is the same restraint system that you just described. And for a coaster that only goes 25 miles an hour, can make you have such severe head banging. That was the coaster that gave me a headache and I had to go to the medic and get aspirin for because oh. it was horrible. And I'm not afraid. And if, if anyone from Carowinds is listening to it, you guys need to upgrade Kitty Hawk. <laughs> Can they arm see that? No, no. Uh, it's more of a, no. it's, it's an in, inverted coaster. So it'd be like being, it's a Vacoma. So yeah, it is Vacoma. it's like a uh, flying ace aerial chase at Kings Island it is the exact same coaster pretty much. Oh, okay. Except yeah. flying ace is more comfortable. Yeah, flying ace is more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I true. Those SLCs aren't very comfortable. Yeah, I'm not a fan of no. T3. So Jefferson mm-hmm. or anyone at Kentucky Kingdom, if you're listening, sorry, I don't like T3. But my first SLC was the uh, one at Giaga Lake. That, I forget what it was originally called when it was put in, but I think they did rename it Mine Eraser before they moved it to Michigan's Adventure. I remember that one. We sp- I spent a lot of time at Giaga Lake. <laughs> yeah, that was my first SLC. And I can't remember because I only rode it once. So I want to go back to Michigan's Adventure to ride Thunderhawk now. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to plan that out together and go out there because I need to get out to Michigan's Adventure. We had a guest on earlier uh, and um, he said his... He spent more, he lived in Tennessee, but spent more time at Michigan's Adventure because his dad's family was in Michigan. So it's uh need to get up there. Although a lot of people say it's the low end Cedar Fair Park, but I don't think so. I mean, I still need to go and visit it. I, I want to support every Cedar Fair Park I can. I need to get out to Valley Fair. I haven't been there. I haven't been to Dorney. I've been to Carowinds, King's Dominion, King's Island, Knott's Berry Farm, Cedar Point, California's Great America. I haven't been to Canada's Wonderland. So that's another, I haven't done an actual international travel. I haven't gone out of the country to go. But the one park that would be a challenge to go to, and I'm kind of a, I get nervous, is uh, Six Flags Mexico down in Mexico City. I I, I heard it's a nice park. I will, I'd be willing to go down there, but I got to have friends that can speak Spanish because I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> You also Uh have not been the worlds of fun yet either. No, haven't. So I got a lot of catching up to do. That's why I want to do. I want to do a road trip where I start in Texas, like Dallas, make my way to Oklahoma, the Frontier City, because that's now part of Six Flags. And then I want to get to Silver Dollar City, the Six Flags St. Louis, um, to Worlds of Fun, and then get up to Chicago and go to Six Flags Great America, and then maybe make my way up to Michigan, the Michigan's Adventure, or go the other direction of other direction of the Great Lakes and go to Minnesota and go to Valley Fair and then go to the Mall of America. Mall of America. Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mall America. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> now, I will say, you know what? Sometimes the biggest parks aren't always the best because I have been to Worlds of Fun. I've been to Dorney. And, you know, I understand that they don't get all the love from Cedar Fair. But, you know, sometimes that is the places that you get the best interactions with the employees and just the best experience either. I cannot say anything terrible about Worlds of Fun. I have been there three times and I love every visit that I go to. So just because it's not the biggest and, you know, doesn't have the fastest roller coasters and everything, I still love going and just interacting with everybody out there. They're just so nice out west. So Kim, you've been following Coaster Challenge for quite a few years and I really want to thank you for the love and support you've been showing us in the friendship you've been uh, that we have. So you pretty much know what our mission has been with Coaster Challenge is that our mission, especially with this podcast, we're we're on a fight to fight fear here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear going on in the world today, more than we've ever seen in our lifetimes. There's a lot of people out there that are scared, don't know what to do. They're trying to make a change in their life. And the mission of this podcast is to help guide them, give them advice, mm-hmm. and hopefully entertain them a little bit put a little laughter, especially those that go through depression. It's always important to to make them laugh. What advice could you give 
to those that are listening out there that are looking to make a change for the better and just they you know what what can you give them well i'd have to say you know don't let fear prevent you from pursuing your passions you know get out there do the things that you want to do if it's you know riding roller coasters if it's taking photos if it's making new friends you know don't be afraid to take that first step and get out there i mean it's you know it's that first step on steel vengeance it's that first picture that you post on Instagram. And, you know, the first time you say hi to someone at a coaster event, it just, you know, make, make the friends, make the connections and, you know, don't be afraid to do it. Cause you know, once you make that first step, you know, it, it's, it's smooth sailing from there. I mean, it really is. It's, you know, if, if, if I was afraid to have, you know, gotten on more involved in social media, I never would have met you. I, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and all the great experiences I've had at coaster club events, you know, ACE events, and Great Ohio Coaster Club. It's it's been great. You know, all the, the people that I get to meet and all the different events at the parks. You know, if it wasn't for winter chill out, I wouldn't have met Iva. So, you know, it's just it's great. It's it's really great. It's it's nice to have the support system of of the people that you meet. And you know, and I think it's funny how you say, you know, oh, you haven't met Andrew in person, but it's like you guys have been friends for so long. And it's all because of, you know, how awesome social media really can be. I mean, I know everything has a negative side to it, but there's just I've seen so much more positive with the coaster community and with social media than I've seen the negative. So, you know, don't be afraid to just take that step and do it. Yeah. Well said. You're here. <laughs> All right. So Kim, thank you again so much for being a part of our episode today. And for our, our, those listeners, mm-hmm. where can they find you on social media? Um, on um, Instagram, it's Roller Coaster Rebel. And on Twitter, it's Wonder Woman 08. So it's like W-W-O-M-A-N-08. <laughs> yes, definitely check Kim out. She has some beautiful pictures that she shares all the time on social media. And I personally mm-hmm. follow her via Wildcat Coasters. So I encourage everybody to follow Kim on her photographic journey through the parks. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Kim. It- Thank you. It was a real mm-hmm. honor to have you on as a guest and helping us launch our new podcast in our first season. Oh, I greatly appreciate it. It's been wonderful. I love seeing everything that you do, every new challenge that you take on. And this one is awesome. <laughs> I'm assuming you saw my sky jump in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be the ultimate challenge I've ever done in my life so far today. <laughs> But it was really, it was definitely it was really, facing your fear. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, um, it was a definitely one heck of an experience. So I can't wait to do the next big thing. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Iva. Thank you, Iva. Thank you, Kim. That was awesome of how you get to do these different things that you love doing of being a coaster enthusiast and, you know, taking your photos. Uh, to me, it's kind of like people watching and you get to see how people are in kind of without them knowing what's going on around them. Kim really takes awesome photos on her Instagram account. If you guys haven't followed Kim Brooks, uh, she is known as at Roller Coaster Rebel. And she just, uh, yeah, she takes incredible incredible pictures and video shots of every roller coaster she visits at every park she visits uh, i really like her story that you know she's been riding roller coasters since she was four years old and she was doing it with her dad this was a great father daughter bonding time that she i wish got. i could have done that more with my dad i wish i wish i could do that too not just with my dad i wish i could have spent more time when i was younger doing it with my mom that would that would mean a lot for me see i got to do it with my mom and but because my dad was uh, so sick with uh, kidney failure, like we would, as a family, we would go to Disneyland and ri- and do the whole Disneyland thing. But I don't really have very many memories of that because I was so young. All I do remember is being on a lot of rides with my mom. So it's kind of like that mix of like, mom was the one that kind of pushed it where, you know, my dad was too sick to push it. Yeah. Like I said, like what we discussed earlier in this episode, it's like during our during our time when we were kids, you know, we didn't have the technology needed to be able to cha- uh, store a lot of those memories. Like we didn't yeah. have cell phones back in the day where we could just take take them out and take photos or videos. Which I mean, the younger generation today is very lucky to be able to have those electronic devices to be able to film every moment. It, what I have for my family are reels of film that you need a you know a projector to do and yeah. it's just like remember Polaroid? no this is even older, older? i mean you gotta remember wow. okay 
So my grandfather, because going back to what we were saying earlier about how your grandfather would talk about the, you know, being in the different wars and the yeah. living through the 50s oh, and yeah. stuff. My grandfather lived through the Great Depression. He, you know, both of them went through World War II. My grandfather on my dad's side, uh, Grandpa Gazelle, they, always, they had like all these reels of film. And it was just, you know, being a kid, you never think about like, oh, who is that? Or, you know, what's going on? Now I have the reels, reels of film and I'm like, how do I even, and how am I able to even access this stuff? Because the technology is so old. Yeah. And now, like, one thing, the one blessing with older wheel films like that is there are companies now that take VHS tapes, film wheels, all kinds of stuff, and they're able to digitize it into video files, which I think is really cool. Yeah, but my, I mean, these are so old that you just have video. There's yeah. no audio. audio whatsoever. So you get to do the old Western thing where you put all the nice little music in the background. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, like, where's that, the captions? Yes, yeah, so you just put some captions. I can see it all now. Oh, those are the nice classic films. It's yeah. Really neat too. So, but uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we, yeah, it was a great episode. But uh, Justin, how can our listeners be able to find us on social media? If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to see more from us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links in the description. Thank you, Justin. Yes, guys, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast network. And don't forget to give us a thumbs up and our five star on this episode. We've got a very exciting episode happening next week. We have new episodes that come out every Friday. And until then, guys, this is David Cantu. This is Jenna Gazelle. And we'll see you all next week right here on Coaster Challenge.